You're about to listen to another inspiring word from House on the Rock Church, the London Lighthouse. For more information and interaction with House on the Rock, please visit our website on hotr.org.uk. Amen. Are you ready for the word of God? Glory be to God forevermore. Amen. Anyway, you, may be, uh, you may rise on your feet. Those of you in auditorium, and if you're at home, you want to stand up, as our custom is in all house on the rock churches. Our Bible test is going to be taken from two places in the Bible. First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 7 to 9, and Matthew chapter 11, verse 12. Can, I, can you give me more juice to my mic, please? Um, so I will read in your hearing. First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 7 to 9. But we speak the wisdom of God. The wisdom of God. I need help on my, on my mic, please. For we speak the wisdom of God in mysteries, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew. Oh, I'm so excited to let it to know that there are some things that the devil do not know. For had they known, the Bible says, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, I have not seen, nor ear heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the things which God had prepared for them that loved him. And our subtext is Matthew eleven twelve, And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God suffered violence. And the violent take it by force. Bow your heads as we pray. Father God, I hide myself behind the cross, the finished work. That, oh God, as I stand to minister your word, that you have your way in the name of Jesus, that heaven be open, and as you've ministered unto me, that all the word that you spoke to me in my preparation be perfected in the mighty name of Jesus, that you go beyond my preparation, O oh God, I decree and declare that lives will be changed today in the name of Jesus. Healing will avail. Deliverance. I know, God, your finger will be revealed unto your people in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. I do not desire to be famous or popular. I pray that I may decrease, that Jesus, you might increase in the mighty name of Jesus. And if you believe that, shout a big amen. Now, you may take your seat. Hallelujah. I feel God in this place. Amen. I often don't feel the way I felt yesterday when I was preparing the message. And suddenly in the afternoon, I felt the glory of God on my shoulder. And I just knew that God has a word for someone. Some, some of you that you came to church today, you got the right there to come to church. Because God has a plan. And God unfolds certain things for you. By the time we finish, and it may be you watching the YouTube or Facebook. Now, the title of my simple meditation is Checkmate. Turn to your neighbor and say, Checkmate. Come on, say like me, Checkmate. 
Now, the word checkmate is not a strange word to those that know how to play chess. Just a quick intro to chess for those that don't have an idea about the game of chess. There are six pieces that two opponent main pieces that they have to work with. Now, the first one, which is the least of the pieces, is called the pawn. And it's got eight pieces on each side. And then you have the bishop. Now, the pawn can only make, the first time you move a pawn, it takes two steps. And after the first time you, you know, move a pawn, it now takes one step. But the pawn cannot go backwards. Then you have the bishop. So the two sides, the opponent players, they've got two bishops. And the bishop moves diagonally, either forward or backwards. And you have the knight, and that's, that's one of my favorite pieces, you know, the knight. It goes, you know, not in, in, a, in a strange triangular way, whereby you count three, and it just jump. And you've got two knights. And an interesting one of the powerful pieces is the queen. So you've got one queen, one queen that can take gigantic steps across the board within its lane. And finally, those two opponents, they've got one king whereby they are protecting. So one king on each side. And the primary objective of the chess game is to move all the pieces first to protect your king as the player against your playing opponent. And at the same time, try to capture the king of your opponent. When you eventually make a move such that the king of your opponent cannot make a move either forward, sideways, or backwards to avoid attack, such scenario in chess game is called checkmate. And the attacking player first win the game. And when the winner makes that move with either of the pieces and the king of the opponent cannot make a move, it's been surrounding an attack and taking over, you just were checkmate. That means that is the end of the game. So in other words, it is a position in which player, a player's king is directly attacked by an opponent's piece or pawn and has no possible move to escape the check. The attacking player does win the game. And it's quite an interesting thing because chess is a game of the mind. You've got to think about your move. Your move has to be strategic. And interesting about chess game is when someone that knows how to play chess, when he makes a move, he has only thought about four or five moves. And I'm here to let you know that we serve a God that is so strategic. That when he makes a move, he's so strategic. Oh, I'm getting ahead of myself. So to checkmate simply means... To win, it, it, it means victory. It means triumph. So when you checkmate, you are announcing that you are victorious. Now, our subtext in Matthew eleven twelve reveals to us that the devil had been on a trial and error mission. Hear this and stay with me for six months. 
before Jesus supernaturally was conceived. The devil did all he could do to obstruct God's redemptive plan for man. But his attempt were always futile. And I'm here to announce to you, under the sound of my voice in the name of Jesus, that the devil's attempt for your life in 2022 will always be futile. Now, if you believe that, why don't you shout a big amen? You, made, you missed a good place to shout amen. That his plans for you will always be futile. Uh, because there are certain things he doesn't know about your life. And that's why I'm so excited. Coming to this year, 2022. Be it pandemic, COVID, I don't give a Concern whatsoever. I know that God, because He makes strategic move in my life, and I'm so excited that He will perfect all that concerns me. So, why do I say so? Because the Bible says in Colossians chapter 3, verse 3, that you are hid in Christ and in God. And it's interesting to note that it's very difficult to hear at something that is hidden. It is difficult to fight against something that you cannot see. I am hid in Christ and in God. And that is why I know my 2022 it will be but the will of God. Come January up until December in the name of Jesus. And I know that is your portions as well in Jesus' mighty name. So we begin to see already a game of chess at play. Now, concentrating our subtext on Matthew 11, verse 22, which talks about that since the days of the John the Baptist, the kingdom of God suffered violent and the violent together by force. Uh, in other words, the devil made a move. Just stay with me closely. But interestingly, he's always many steps behind because before he moves, God has already made a move to address matters that pertain to your life that could span across years and possibly eternity based on the gospel of the finished Christ. Now indeed, in a game of chess, so you hold that thought for a minute because we're going to come back to it. So you make a move and the move you've made is based on the fact that you've thought about several moves. Now, I had taught for several years when I read that scripture that the kingdom of God suffered violent. No, no, that since the days of John the Baptist, the kingdom of God suffered violent. I, I, I taught that the reference point was when John the Baptist emerged in the book of Matthew at wilderness and said, repent and be baptized. You know, and said, repent and be baptized. And the Holy Ghost corrected me. Whilst I was doing my study, that no, actually, that is not the reference point. Now, the reference point to this is, remember the Bible talked about Elizabeth, first cousin of Mary. The Bible says Elizabeth conceived six months before Mary conceived. And when she conceived within the six months, the baby never made a move. But at the same time, we were not told by the scripture if both cousins communicated. But I would suggest that there are certain things that Mary never knew about the Elizabeth. It could be in where I come from when the women get pregnant. You know, I don't know why they do that. 
they just don't tell anybody. You know, it's just tradition. You don't, don't tell anybody. I, I'm pretty convinced because we're going to see very clearly, very soon, that Elizabeth um, spoke little about her pregnancy. And suddenly, because God moves in diverse ways, suddenly the angel of the Lord appeared unto Mary. Six months after God had performed a miracle by giving Elizabeth the fruit of the womb, because the Bible makes us to understand that Zachariah was old and she was barren. But interestingly, the baby was still. Uh, the baby was still. So God appeared unto Mary by an angel and said, Holy Mary, Hail Mary, full of grace. You have found favor with God. And he said, by this time, you will conceive a child. The Holy Ghost shall come upon you, and you will conceive a child, a holy child, and the name shall be called Jesus. He will bear the government uh, upon his shoulder. And Mary said, how shall this thing be? For I have not known Amen. But you all know the story. At the end of the day, Mary said, Be it unto me according to your word. I don't know about you, that certain crazy thing that God's talking to me about 2022. That is looks so difficult to believe. I just said to God, be it unto me, according unto your word. There are some dreams that you have uh, lay ahead of you for 2022. It looks so scary. But I'm here to let you know, just say unto God, be it unto me according unto your word. You want to move to your dream home and it looks so difficult. Your bank account does not actually uh, tally up. Just say, be it unto me according unto your word. You are trusting God for a miracle and you have seen doctors day and night and it's not working well and you have doubt. But I'm here to let you know, just say to yourself, it unto me according to your word. I don't care what you may be going through, but the word of God is stronger, is bigger than your situation. God is mighty than my problem. And the Bible says with God, all things are possible. Based on that scripture, I'm glad to say, Lord, be it unto me according to your word. And immediately the Bible says, Mary ran to the house of Elizabeth. And this is why I knew that both of them have not communicated in detail. Because as soon as Mary opened the door and the Bible said she made salutation to Elizabeth. Oh my goodness. The baby that never kicked for six months. The baby that never made the move. The Bible said from the salutation of Mary, John in the womb of Elizabeth kicked. And that moment Elizabeth must have been so grateful because I know what it is for a woman to carry a baby and your baby don't move for six months. It must be so tormenting the devil is a liar. He comes to paint your problem so big. He comes to let you know that you cannot make it. But that devil is a liar. I'm here to announce to you in the name of Jesus. You will make it. You will succeed. Your dream will come to pass in 2022 in the name of Jesus. Now if you believe it, shout a big amen. Hallelujah. And that is why often I love, I love people that call me. When they call me, the, the, the vision of God in me jumps. Uh, I, I'm in a WhatsApp group. 
And I remember the last week in December, I sent a message to this group. And I said, guys, I'm pregnant. I said, guys, I'm pregnant. And they all laughed. <laughs> this man has come again. And I said to them, I said, I'm pregnant. And my EDD, expected date of delivery, is between Christmas and New Year. And I will let you know when you're going to celebrate with me. So I made, them, I made that known to the group. They laughed. But some of them took it as, wow, that's quite interesting. But church, I'm, let, I'm here to let you know, I'm indeed pregnant. I am seeing what God is doing, and if time permits, I will share it. And what God is whispering in my ears. Oh, I carry a baby. My baby is not still. And that is why when men of faith gives me a call, there are some people I want to receive their call. Because when they speak to me, I get taller in the spirit. When they speak to me, what I'm believing God, my faith rises. But there are some people that they call you or you talk to, they so discourage you, and you are flat. I'm here to let you know you may want to reassess your friends for 2022. Look for your Mary. Mary that's going to visit Elizabeth that's going to cause your baby to live. Hallelujah. Glory be to God forevermore. So Mary then said unto Elizabeth, I hear what happened unto me. And the Bible says Mary tarried in the house of Elizabeth for six months. For, for three months before she went back to her house. Now, let's back, get back on track. So now, so when the devil tells you, put fear in your heart, or by your dream, you just tell him, no, devil, the word of God, God has made a move to take me to the other side. So you are a liar, and you continue to be a liar. Now, if you believe that one, just put your hands on your two, your two hands on your head. Those of you at home, put your two hands on your head in on your on your head in the name of Jesus, and I begin to decree and declare that your dreams will come true this year in Jesus' mighty name. I decree and declare that miracles, uh, the hand of God will show Himself strong in your life. I lay my hands on the altar, and I prophesy that child of God. Um, that thing that you are believing God for, trusting God for, I call for speedy answers in the name of Jesus. And I rebuke the hand of the enemy right now in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Glory be to God. So the devil then made a move. He made a move onto Zechariah, onto, um, not Zechariah, onto, what's her name? Um, Elizabeth. Now, when Mary interacted with Elizabeth, because the devil do not know a lot of things. Now, he began to understand, hang on a second, the baby is kicking. What is God planning to do? And suddenly, the devil made another move. He made another move and spoke unto Herod. Because the Bible says, when Jesus eventually was born and conceived, wise men from the east, they came and they said, we've seen his stars. A king has been born. And Herod, Herod heard it. And he said unto the wise men, that is the devil walking through Herod, and said, go search for the child diligently. And when you find him, Come to me and let me know where he is so that I can go and pay my respect. Uh, but this wise men went wanting. They heard what Herod said and they said to them, what, we're going on a mission. 
They went and when they saw Jesus, but when the devil made a move, God had made several moves. The wise men gave gifts unto Jesus, the Bible said. The night after they saw Jesus, God appeared to them in a dream and said unto them, do not go back to Herod. And they departed to another way to their own country. A game of chess. The devil making a move, but always later, and God makes advance move. And then suddenly, here comes the devil knows, oh my God, I've made a wrong move again. I'm a step behind the step that God has made. And the Bible says, Herod now realized that the wise men had tricked him, and he was so vexed. He was so vexed. Why he was being vexed? God made another move. Because God appeared unto Joseph in a dream and said unto Joseph, rise and take your wife and the holy child and take them to Egypt. God made a move. A chess game. But because the devil is always too late and the devil went through, uh, through Herod and Herod made a decree in the land and said kill all babies under the age of two. Oh, too late the devil because the child that you're looking for had already gone before Herod woke up onto Egypt. So we see the devil making a move way, way, way behind God and that makes me excited that God will always make a move, a move that is going to last eternally in my life. And the Bible says, I know the thoughts that I have towards you. Thought of good, not of evil, to bring it to an expected end. When the devil make a move, child of God, don't be afraid because God had already made move that secured your future. If you believe that, shout a big amen. Hallelujah. A game of chess at play. A game of chess at play. Pharaoh, yet again, missed it. Killed all the child. But Jesus had gone unto Egypt. Hallelujah. Now, we observe the game. The devil making a late move. Because when Herod killed all the child, Herod eventually died. Anyone that is trying to dig a hole for you will fall into the hole. Glory be to God. I, I have to just pray for my enemy. Because if you want to fight me, you're going to fight God. And I'm not, I'm not worried about my enemies. I pray for my enemies. Because your enemy, whatever they wish you, they will fall into it. So spend time, pray for your enemies. God bless them. God keep them. I know that's difficult. Now let me tell you why. Do you know why? When you pray for your enemy, when you say, God bless them, you are delaying the judgment of God. Because I wish my enemy to, to make it. I wish my enemy to turn to Christ. You are delaying the judgment of God. Do you know why? Because God says, your enemy is my enemy. Your friend is my friend. Do you know what? The enemy of my friend is my enemy by proxy, even if I don't know the enemy of my friend. That's how God operates. So you better love me if you want God to love you and God to be on your side. Because if you fight me, God is going to fight you. I'm kidding. I know you're not fighting me, man. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Now let's fast forward. 
to our main text in 1 Corinthians 2 verse 8. When we begin to see the scenario of the devil making a move behind the lake before God has made several moves. 2 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 8 says, Have the princes of this world known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Now watch this. Watch this. What is the Bible saying? That is a checkmate there and there. The devil came to realize, oh my God, he had a council with all his demons. Had we known, we would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Because the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ paved the way for you and I. That was checkmate right there and there. What makes this checkmate so sweet is that the death and the resurrection of Jesus forgave my past and secured my future. Hence the reason Jesus said on the cross, it is finished. And each time I read that word, and each time I come to the communion table, that phrase comes into my mind that it is finished. All the price has been paid. Tell you what, any form of sickness, disease yet to be known on earth, Christ bore the price on the cross of Calvary. I don't care if the doctor says that the sickness cannot be cured, but I have a word for you from the Lord. Jesus became that sickness on the cross and he declared that it is finished. So because it is finished, I exchange my sickness for healing, for health. I exchange my weakness for his strength because Jesus paid the price. That is a great checkmate. A checkmate that you and I need to relish upon and need to walk on it. Oh, glory be to God. Now, if you are looking for a place to shout amen, this is the place you want to shout unto God. Father, I thank you because the work is finished. I operate in the finished work. I rely on the finished work. By the shedding of the blood. Amen. Amen. Come on, give him a shout if you believe that. Now, my time is running very fast. And I haven't built my message in terms of the body. I hear someone say under the sound of my voice, Hey, Chris, what is the relevance of this message to my life? Now, I'm glad you ask. The victory of the cross meant that you and I need to make checkmate moves. To walk in the blessings that God had already secured for us. And that is why it's no coincidence. I'm so glad. Why I'm so excited about this year. About the word that God gave us to his man seven. That 2022 is a year to advance. I'm going to advance this year and make my checkmate moves. I'm going to advance this year and make my checkmate move. Because when I make those moves, those are the winning moves to open up the blessing, the victory that God has already secured on the cross. So it's a year for us to advance. And I decree and declare that you will advance this year in Jesus' mighty name. God's fullness and his favor and his untold blessing will be 
your portion this year, 2022, in the name of Jesus. Nee, you already get, get my slide? I did eat my slide, please. It's there already. Oh, thank you very much. Now, before I get on your face, I'm going to talk about three checkmate moves that you need to always apply. And that will be relevant in season, out of season, day in, day out. And the first one I'm going to talk about is obey and do what God says. John 11, 34 to, 34, 34 to 44. We all know the story. And so this story of Lazarus. The Bible makes us to understand that Lazarus was very close to Jesus. And in fact, Jesus was close to the family. Mary and Martha and Lazarus. And Lazarus was sick. And when he was sick, because they know Jesus, he's able to heal the sick. He could have seen him lay hands on the sick and the sick recovered. And Martha sent forth, go call Jesus. Your friend is sick. Now, if you read the Bible and that story, you probably think that Jesus didn't quite care about Lazarus. But that's not the case. On that account, the Bible says, when they came to Jesus, they said, Lazarus, whom thou loveth, is sick. He was still sick. They have the faith that when Jesus shows up, that their brother can be healed. But the Bible said Jesus tarried. And it, it bothers me. I've read, I've read that passage several times. He tarried. What was Jesus doing? I just could not lay my hands on anything that Jesus was doing. It wasn't that he, he didn't have a crusade, but Jesus started. Uh, can you relate to that whereby you, 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 you trusted God and you prayed to God? The day whereby you need to pay your mortgage, the date is so clear and it's appeared that God is not listening. It's appeared that, well, I, I can do this God business. Or I, I, I felt the way matter felt because what made Jesus start? What made Jesus start? But as you all know this story, Lazarus died. I can imagine. Mary and Martha cooked for Jesus. They were very close. Jesus didn't show up for the burial. They died. Put in the tomb. Place the stone. And suddenly, when they were mourning and crying, Jesus appeared in the house. And Martha said unto Jesus, if he had come, now watch this, my brother would not have died. So Martha was saying in essence that if Jesus came on time whilst he was sick, he said, don't deal. Now Jesus says something that's quite interesting. He said, listen, your brother is not dead. Your brother will rise again. And the mother said, oh yeah, yeah, I know he's going to rise again on the last day. That sounds like some of us believers. We put our blessing in the future. But the Bible says faith is now. Now, the reason why we are scared to trust God for the now is we try to buy time. Or if I believe God, today is the, ten, today is the ninth. If I believe God for the tenth, ah, it is too short. To, let me believe God for it maybe in March, end of March. We think that if we extend the time, it's going to help our faith. But faith is now. So Jesus was communicating to Martha. Matter was received incorrectly. How often do you read your Bible when God says uh, that you are the healed and the sick and you misinterpret it? You defy your blessing to the future. 
So Jesus said unto your brother will rise up again. And this is what blew my mind. And so Jesus, show me where you laid him. And they took Jesus to the graveyard. Now remember what Jesus said in the house? Your brother will rise again. Before they got to the grave. Huh? Okay. Now, they got to the grave. And Jesus said, roll away the stone. Now, if Martha did not roll away the stone, Martha would not have seen the resurrection of Lazarus. So Martha checkmate move was obeying the word of Jesus to roll away the stone. Now, listen, before the God that Jesus said, your brother will rise again. So Jesus already said what has been done. So for you to see it, you have to roll away the stone. There are some checkmate moves you got to make, child of God, that you need to do to unveil what sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross. What it tells you to do. Where it tells you to go. You have to obey and to do it. If you do not roll away the stone, you ain't going to see your resurrection. And I can imagine, Martha said unto Jesus, Oh, he's been there for three, four days and he smells. And you can imagine how Martha will have felt to roll away the stone. But he, she obeyed the word of the Lord and she made a checkmate move to roll away the stone. And Jesus called Lazarus, come forth. And what Jesus said before they got to the grave manifested. What Jesus did on the cross of Calvary, because the Bible says you are blessed. For you to uncover it and walk in it, you have to obey his word and make a checkmate move and do it. No wonder Mary said to the people at the marriage of Canaan in Luke chapter 1, that's the first miracle that Jesus did. The Bible says that the marriage, they ran out of wine and Mary went on to Jesus. And Jesus said, well, my time, woman, has not come. Well, Mary said unto Jesus, we do not have wine. And she walked away and told the servant, whatsoever it tells you to do, just do it. Do you know why I like Nike? And I love wearing Nike shoes. Just do it. Stop giving excuses. Stop saying this or that. He that observed the wind will not so shout, just do it. If God says it, just do it. And if you're doing it, that is your checkmate move. I've made up my mind that whatever God tells me to do this year, 2022, I don't care what people think. I don't care what people say. I'm going to do it. Well, let me tell you something. I'm tired of this generation of social media. We are so quick to post things about ourselves, but so slow to magnify and shout on what God says you should do or what God represents in your life. I don't need to leave my house. All I have to do is go on your status. I can tell you what you did on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But I'm looking for a generation of people that are about to ready to say, well, I'm going to shout on the mountaintop what God says I should do. Come on, shout on to God. I will do what he says I should do. Roll away the stone. My slide. Me, my slide, please. God bless you. Second point. This, is, this doesn't sound... I remember when I got born again, man. Uh, by the way, this is not, it's not true, what I'm about to say. 
if I don't read my Bible, I feel I'm committing sin. You know, I, I feel I'm committing sin. So my, I, feel, I feel terrible. Then when I was taught, you got to read the Bible minimum of twice a day. Read your Bible. That is one checkmate move that you will always play and you will always beat the devil. Because in that book is where God will reveal the things that no man can reveal unto you. It is in that book when you read it that God will speak unto you. It is that book that when you open it, you will see things like never before. I know you've heard this before. And I've said it several times. I am one person that when I was in my teenage years, I used to fall sick a lot. One point in time, I was sick in my household that my family thought I was going to die. My parents did all they could do. Took me to all the doctors, both the physicians and the native doctor for where I came from. Did everything and nothing happened. Nothing shifted. I actually thought I was going to die. My siblings gave up on me. My parents uh, went to bed crying. And every time I go to bed, I put a Bible under my pillow. And I would sleep up. And sleeping with the fear that I may not wake up because I was getting skinny. I couldn't eat for about six months. It wasn't good at all. But I, every time I met it on the, on the word of God, and each time I remember the word and I remember the teaching of late E. Hagen when he kept saying that he had cancer, blood disease, and all he did was Mark eleven twenty three. All he knew, and he stood on the word. And that jumped onto me when I met it on the word. I said, God, if I die, I die. I want to see your word manifest in my life. Medicine didn't cure me. But I thank God in my belief in him, God sent a man of God to the house. And as soon as that man stepped into the house, he called everybody and he actually ignored me. And I said to myself, what a wicked man. Here was I sick on the bed. But the man preached the word. And after he preached the word, he made an altar call. And every eye, everyone's eye were closed. And when he did his business, he came unto me where I laid down and he laid hands unto me and the first word he said Jesus suddenly I broke out in sweat suddenly strength came back to my body suddenly I began to shout I need dodo and egg being my favorite food this was the boy that couldn't eat and immediately life came back on to me so it's high time for us to read the Bible because child of God when you read the Bible you'll be like the Berean Christians the Bible says they went back and to search the scripture and to see whether those things that the pastors preach from this pulpit whether those things that I preach unto you today they were so because in your searching the scripture, you will become strong and stand firm on the promise of God. Hallelujah. Read your Bible. Second Timothy chapter 2 verse 15 says, study to show yourself approved unto God. A workman needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. You got to know how to rightly divide the word of truth. To know what God has done for you based on the finished word. To know that I am not cursed. I don't have the devil in me. I'm not possessed. No, the 
devil and God cannot be in the same vessel. I am a child of God. I carry God in me because I know how to divide the word. Oh, now you may believe that you are possessed, but well, welcome to the club. Come to this club and read the word and you know that God is in you. The Holy Ghost is in you and you ought to believe it and begin to walk in the reality. Number three, your confession your confession and that could be your checkmate your confession this is one of my powerful stories that I love so much in the Bible hey the woman with the issue of blood Luke chapter 8 43 to 48 and Matthew 9 25 if you look at both scriptures the Bible says this woman had the blood issues she was hemorrhaging for 12 years she had money the Bible says she consulted physicians she saw doctors and instead of getting better. She grew worse. And she heard about Jesus, the miracle that Jesus has been doing. And what does he say to herself? The Bible said, she said unto herself, if I may but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. She didn't just say the first time, she repeated that is several times until she began to believe it. Oh, child of God, you need to wake up every day and begin to confess unto yourself. Confess the word of God. That woman said, if I'm able to touch the hem of his garment, I shall be healed. And she believed it. And she pressed against the crowd when she heard that Jesus was moving. And immediately Jesus not even knowing about the woman. Jesus did not have the insight that it woman with the issue of blood had problem could touch him to get healed. So she touched Jesus. And what happened? Her confession was became her possession. The Bible said immediately something that she had paid money for, something that she has consulted the doctor, immediately the blood says, I'm here to announce to somebody under the sound of my voice that God is going to do a work immediately over your life. You may be on Facebook, on YouTube, immediately as you confess that word of God immediately, immediately that problem will come to a halt. Ah, let me collaborate that confession again with the story in the book of Second Kings, chapter 4, from verse 8 to 37. It is the story of the Shunammite woman. The Bible says that a prophet king, uh, prophet Elisha, always goes to Shunammite to minister. And this woman was a holy woman. She said unto her husband, This man of God, I perceive that this is a man of God, always comes to Shunammite to preach. Let us make him a bed chamber so that when he comes, he doesn't have to pay money to the hotel or to the motel. So that he doesn't have to pay money for feed, for food. Oh my goodness. That woman caught the revelation in the New Testament. He that receives a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet reward. Oh, whatever you do to men's, God's men's servant, oh God is surely going to respond. Because that is a checkmate move. So she they, they made a chamber unto uh, prophet Elisha and each time he comes to Shunammite, he stayed in the house and one of the days that Elisha is about to leave, called Gehazi he said Gehazi, I'm touched by this woman 
call this woman? Does she has a, does she have a need? And Gehazi says, Oh, I perceive it. She doesn't have a child, and the husband is old. And uh, call the woman to the to the man of God, and the man of God prophesied that by this time next year you will conceive. And it was so as the man of God said. But that is not the end of the story. The Bible then recall that one day the lad went to the field with his father, to, you know, to the field with his father, and suddenly the boy was saying, Well, my head, my shoulder, and the man said, Well, take him to the mother. Oh, I want to celebrate mothers here. Because when, when child, when a son and a daughter, when something happens to you, the first person you call is your mother. I remember when my boy does anything, if there's a pain, hey mommy, my daughter, hey mommy. I want to celebrate the mother because mothers they have this affection with their children. So the man said, Take him to the mother. And they brought him to the mother, and the mother placed him on her knees. And suddenly, the Bible recorded that the lad died. And what did she do? She carried the lad upstairs to the chamber and laid the boy on the bed of the man of God and locked the door and called for a horse and saddled a horse to go and look after Elijah. And when Elijah saw her from afar and he said, wow, I see a vicious woman coming, said to Gehazi, go and meet her and ask, is it well with her husband? Is it well with you? And is it well with your child? And Gehazi went went unto the woman. This was the woman that her boy was dead. Gehazi said, is it well with you? She said, it is well. Is it well with your husband? She said, it is well. And I was hoping to hear a different response about the son because she left home with a dead boy. I said, is it well with your son? And she said, it is is well. No wonder the Bible says in the book of Joel, let the weak say, I am strong. Why don't you shout unto God, say, I am stronger. I am stronger. I am rich. I have the power of God over my head. She said, it is well. I don't know about you, your confession is your possession. That is a checkmate move by the word that you declare over your family, the word that you declare over your children, the word that you declare over the work of your hand. Oh, it says, it is well. Do you want to rise up on your feet right now? I don't know what you're going to. Begin to declare with your mouth. The word of God says you are the head and not the tail. You are the first and not the last. Begin to say unto God, Lord, I come with a checkmate move with your word in my mouth and begin to prophesy over your life. What do you expect in your life for 2022? What do you expect for your family for 2022? Oh, this is a time for you to face the wall. It's time for you to face God and begin to declare his word over your life. I decree and declare that I shall not die but live to declare the will, the work of the Lord over in the land of the living. Begin to decree and declare the word of God over your life that you are the healed and not the sick. Oh yes, there might be sickness in your body, but you say, well, I am healed. I am healed. I'm the healed that is trying to get sick, not the sick that is trying to get healed. I am healed. I am above and not beneath. Oh, begin to shout, begin to shout, begin to prophesy and declare over your life in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for your word. Lord, we thank you for your word, oh God. We thank you, Father God, as we make our checkmate move. 
for this year 2022. Lord, we will obey. We will obey your word, your voice, and you will do what you ask us to do. Oh Lord, we will read the word, the word, the word, the word, the everlasting word of God. For your word is life and spirit. Oh, we will, oh God, we will confess what God says about us. We will declare the victory of the cross and we will confess as our checkmate move. Father, we give you the praise, we give you the glory. Father, we give you the praise and we give you the glory. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God. We bless you, O oh God. Thank you for the checkmate that you made on the cross. Has given us the platform to make checkmate moves on our day-to-day walk with you. That we pledge for this year, 2022. And if you're under the sound of my voice, or you're watching via YouTube or Facebook, and you want to start the year at a good point to make check, checkmate move. But child of God, the first thing you have to do is to accept the checkmate move of the cross of Calvary, whereby Jesus died to save you and I that we might become born again and the child of the kingdom. So the first checkmate move you can make this morning to help the foundation of 2022 is to give your life to Christ. Or you may be here, you want to rededicate your life. You might want to make a resolution to rededicate your life unto God. This is the time. And if you are such one, with God seeing your heart, why don't you just lift up your heart unto God and repeat after me. And say, Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the checkmate move that you made by dying on the cross of Calvary. And you rose again on the third day for my justification. And because your word says, with a hard man believe unto salvation, with a hard man believe unto righteousness, beg your pardon, and with a mouth confession is made unto salvation, I decree and declare that I believe this day and I confess in my mouth. Jesus come into my life. Be my Savior. Be my Lord. Thank you because I'm born again. And I will pray to the kingdom of God. In Jesus' mighty name. Well, if you said that prayer, you want to just sort of follow us on all our social media platform, and you'll see on the screen the church office number you can call, and um, we'll reach out to you to grow. You join our, our regular meetings every Tuesdays and Thursdays in prayer. And I teach on Wednesdays and Sunday time that we normally have for Sunday worship. And you see your life change and turn around. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. We hope you've enjoyed this uplifting sermon from House on the Rock Church, the London Lighthouse. We hope you've been informed and inspired. Join us for services every Wednesday and Sunday. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook at HOTR London. 
also live stream our services on YouTube at HOTR London. For more information, visit our website on hotr.org.uk.